You know I'm official, baby. I'm out here. So, hold on. You see, I got the cut today. This quickly. Yeah. Too bad we're doing a podcast, so no one can see your hairline. <laughs> Welcome to Somewhat Sports. I'm John Dennis. You may know me from 97.5 WPCV. Uh, you probably don't, though, because I do overnights. Joining me today, as always, Bobby Johnson, former national champion for the Florida Southern Moccasins men's basketball team. All right, let's stop saying that. <laughs> I got I to gotta, I gotta lend some clout to his... Uh, to his name, he's, he's, he's got a title Christ. behind him. Well, you man. throw my conference championships in there, then. Yeah, all right, yeah, all right. Also joining us for a second straight episode, and hopefully for the uh, foreseeable future. Yeah, John Williams, uh, conference champion. I guess we're gonna uh, we're really time. scraping the bottom of the barrel here, but yeah, regional runner-up. Come on now, <laughs> for, um, Cute. also for Florida Southern <laughs> men's basketball team. Uh, of course, yeah, always great to have you guys and. Uh, yeah, it's another episode of Somewhat Sports. Can't believe we're at episode three already. It's uh, it's moving like a freight train. Yeah. No, no predictions, but we'll probably be at episode four next week. Yeah, if I had to guess. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> let's be great. <laughs> uh, anyways, let's jump right into, uh, into the sports a little bit. Big news. Anthony Davis, according to Rich Paul, requesting a trade from the New Orleans Pelicans. What do you guys think? Is this, uh, is this did LeBron put uh, Rich Paul up to this? <laughs> Air out the dirty laundry here so you can get him to LA. <laughs> this has become common in the NBA now. I mean, this is not like we all expected this. We heard about this last season. <laughs> he even had, he was in interviews saying like, you know, I'm not I'm not going to request request a trade. Um, you know, I'm staying with my team. I'm happy where I'm at. We all know he was lying about that. Right. Listen, this this was coming. Like, you're, if you're in a, a a place like New Orleans, who's obviously cursed this year, mm. um, first the call and now this. Uh, yeah, yeah, between uh, the NFC Championship game and yeah, uh, yeah, and New Orleans is cursed. So. New Orleans has taken a beating as a city for the last couple of weeks. I think I think the writing is on the wall. Like the Pelicans, they're not contending in the West anytime soon, so it wouldn't be smart for you to be a young player as good as AD and still mm-hmm. want to stay there to be, quote-unquote, loyal. So. Right. You got some thoughts? Personally, I just feel like I feel like DeMarcus Cousins being let go um, kind of put a big damper in there for him. They were really close. We saw that last year. He wore the guys' jerseys during the All-Star right. uh, game. and There's a lot going on behind closed doors that we never get to see as fans. Mm-hmm. We can come up with all the speculations as we want as to why guys want out. Uh, we don't really know the exact reasons and things like that. I like Anthony Davis. I feel like he's a great player mm-hmm. when he's healthy. Yeah, true. Um, but, I mean, I'm interested to see where he goes. I'm interested to see who's willing to give up what for him. We'll see. Yeah, I'm also interested. Uh, you know, obviously the the Lakers are considered the the favorites to land him. But you you said earlier before we we started the podcast that there was a couple of rumors that were swirling about what New Orleans was asking for. Uh, of course, all this is unofficial. You know, it's all sources say. But uh, what have you heard? So as of now, what I heard was the starting asking point is Lonzo, Kuzma, mm-hmm. and Zubac. In a first round pick as well. That's a lot. So those four just to start conversations, which makes sense because you want to replace the center. I mean, Okafor has been playing great sure. these last past four or five games, starting in replacement for Anthony Davis. So you look to think that that's your center. Mm-hmm. Uh, Meritick and Randall are also up for trade. Um, they're available as well. So it's it looks like New Orleans doesn't really have 
like a glue that they want to stand behind. Sure. You know, obviously that was supposed to be Anthony Davis, but with him leaving, it makes sense to bring in Zubak, Kuzma, and that kind of adds a lot to your front court. Lonzo, I mean, every, you can say what you want about the kid, but he looks like Jason Kidd reincarnated, maybe a right. little bit taller. So, I mean, I like Lonzo. I think everybody likes Lonzo. He's got the skill set. He's not there yet, but he's got the skill set. For sure. I mean, but very few, very few guys come in that early, that young, complete ready. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't really happen happen. unless your name's Luca. Right. Uh, Shout out my boy. (laughs) However, I need a birth certificate for him. (laughs) I really think Lonzo's camp wants him to, to go somewhere without an established point guard though. And I think that was another thing that I, that I read you know, it'd be it'd be nice to see him go somewhere like that. But I still don't even think Alfred Payton. I know that's the point guard that they have now, but I don't really think that's an established point guard in my point of view. No, he's he's shown flashes here and there, but he's not super consistent. Mm. And I think that Lonzo would definitely be a big step up from uh, from an Alfred Payton. Uh, you know, I I don't know. I I think that LeBron might be like maneuvering a little bit in the background. You know, on this whole thing. Of course, you know, Rich Paul obviously uh, very very close to LeBron, and he's the one who put out this kind of statement here to about uh, Anthony Davis. You know, what do you, do you think that all this is kind of scripted by uh, by LeBron? Do you think he's he's the you know kind of like the I don't know GM and and anything but name? Well, I I wouldn't say scripted, but I definitely think he has strong influence on it. Like he knows what he wants. He knows who he wants to play with on his team so he's right. gonna put whatever bug in the ear that you know to whoever's in charge to to make this happen for him right. so i don't think it's far-fetched to say hey i want i want to play with ad i'm sure, sure he wants to play with a lot of people but realistically ad is somebody who they can get so right he's definitely saying hey do what you got to do to get him here but i don't think he's fully orchestrating right every single move because that's just too much on your plate when you <laughs> i don't know he's been, he, maybe he's injured air quotes there uh, so you can kind of take some front office duties yeah. <laughs> take away from the, uh, yeah, the on to, court stuff to, 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 to be that good at that age like you gotta have some type of focus you can't be completely engulfed right, in right, the free right. agency talks and everything else yeah. but. I, I'm kidding a little bit but yeah. not, <laughs> I not too doing, much my bad. <laughs> but I, you know it's, it's interesting to me do you think that Anthony Davis would be requesting a trade if Buggy was still on that team no, no. I feel like, I mean, and this is just me kind of you know, painting with a broad brush here, but I think that when you look at, you know, Boogie going to, and you said that they were they were kind of close in their short time uh, when they played for New Orleans together. When Boogie ended up going to Golden State, you think maybe he kind of took AD under his wing and said, hey, man, these I've been in the league for how long? You know how good I am as a big man? These championships are fleeting. You know, you, there's no guarantees, you know, that you that you'll get one. Maybe, you know, you, you got your your free agency coming up. I would say maybe go out there, get your money and also play for a contender. So play for someone, you know, is is going to be you know up towards the top of the NBA instead of toiling away here with, you know, a team like New Orleans where, yeah, I mean, yeah, you, you want to build around Anthony Davis, but there's no guarantees that they'll be able to do that. Do you think maybe that was something the conversation that was said? I don't even think he had to say that. I think. AD knows. I think most of these players are smart enough to realize, especially nowadays, they're smart enough to see what's going to happen in the near future. So I don't even think it... He might have had that conversation with him, but I think that wasn't needed for him to realize what was going to happen in these upcoming years. So, so are, the, are, the, are the Lakers really the only spot that you could see AD going to right now? Are there any other teams that are on that radar, maybe, that might be looking for someone like Anthony Davis and ha- maybe has the pieces to kind of make something like that work? Well, earlier I brought up the Celtics, but 
can you kind of explain like why you don't think that would work? Well, so the Celtics doesn't work because of the whole Rose rule thing, mm-hmm. um, which is first happened because of Derrick Rose within his first four years of his rookie year. And there's like a lot of details that go into it that I don't fully understand myself, but basically the way the the Rose rule works is within the first four years, if a player gets defensive player of the year, MVP, or becomes an all-star within two of those years of the first four, uh, it it, it makes trading for other players a little bit more difficult um, and there's they put some guidelines behind that so although the Celtics do have enough pieces definitely I think honestly pro- provide more pieces than the Lakers yeah. would with their young core and honestly being too stacked they have too much talent on their team if you ask me but I think because of that uh, and having Kyrie that's what limits them or sets takes them out of the conversation for this year okay in the trade talks so I'm looking I'm looking at this website here uh, USA Today and it's talking about the Rose Rule, and it's talking about how a team is allowed to have two Rose Rule players, which means that they had a, a Rose Rule contract extension. Yes. Um, and they're allowed to have two, but you can only acquire one of them via trade. Yeah. Which they already did with Kyrie. And going back to your statement of, and this is, listen, I'm not saying that LeBron is this intelligent, which by any means he definitely can be. Yeah, I'm not saying that he thought of this, but <laughs> what if... What if Kyrie left the Celtics because of that Rose Rule, mm-hmm. making it easier, taking one of the a great landing spot for AD out of the equation, and LeBron, you know, because him and Kyrie are still very close. Yeah, See I mean, what you, you want. You, you hear Kyrie talking about how he's been talking to LeBron. You so know, what if his LeBron mentor sent him to the bit? Celtics? Hey, this is one Rose player, right. one Rose Rule player. They won't be able to get AD. That takes them out of the equation. Lakers are front runners. Now I'm not saying LeBron has orchestrated this. It definitely sounds like some evil scientist <laughs> but genius. But if he did, man, he's more than an athlete. I've heard him say <laughs> it more than once. The smartest man of all time. <laughs> he's more than an athlete. Anything is possible. That's true. That's right. I believe every rumor that comes out now. <laughs> Another Celtics point. reference? Anything is possible. Anything is possible. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Speaking yeah. of a uh, little NBA basketball, I'm kind of bummed. Dwayne Wade not named a uh, a starter. For the All Star Game, he was robbed. Kimba Walker, check, the, uh, the robbed. check, check. Podcast one for anyone who's this is their first podcast. Yeah, I kind of went into it there. I, I'm sad that he wasn't named an All Star starter, but I mean, I guess there's still a small, slim chance that he might uh, might make it as a reserve. But uh, the chances are, are a lot smaller. Then again, though, with Oladipo going down, you know, he might take that spot as a as an injury uh, as an injury replacement if. Uh, if he was up there in the voting. I want to see him on the court. He doesn't have to start, but I want to see him at least. But, I mean... You know what? I want to see D-Wade on the court, too. I want to see him dressed in his best outfit possible. Because oh uh, his style is amazing. I love D-Wade's style. He does style. have a good I want, style. I want to see him sitting courtside <laughs> with Gabriel so Union, cheering and clapping is. where he belongs. It's, okay? It's, I agree. You are so disrespectful. disrespectful. How? I wouldn't even be mad if he got in for like five minutes. That's a disrespect. I feel like that is more of a disrespect to his legacy than him not being in the All-Star. Throwing him out there for three minutes and then subbing him out, that's more disrespectful. No, because you bring him out, you know, he goes up to the scorer's table, everyone sees him going up, everyone's oh, Wade's coming yeah. out, you know, he comes out on the floor, everyone's clapping. That's a moment, man. 
That is a moment for for NBA fans as a group collective. Because every time he goes to a city, you know that city, whatever city's relationship is with Dwayne Wade. Obviously, he had a really good relationship with Chicago, um, having been from Chicago and also spending a year with Chicago, uh, and then going to the Cleveland Cavaliers. You know, obviously, it wasn't as warm of a reception as it was in Chicago. Orlando, again, pretty big. He was there. Yeah. Um, so having the NBA community as a whole come together and descend upon a city to pay homage to the illustrious career that Dwayne Wade has had. I think he deserves something like that with him in uniform on the court as an all-star for the last time. I love all of it, especially the big words, but (laughs) instead take him out of the uniform, put him in a suit, make him an assistant coach. Bam. We can still honor you. You've done great things. The NBA thinks you, like you said, top three shooting guard. Be a coach. You don't you don't need to be out there. Be a coach. We'd love to see you coaching it up. Drop a player too. Let me see what let me see what you're doing after basketball. All right, you're not being completely disrespectful now. I kinda agree. If if I had to go like to a last option, I would agree with yeah, that. That would be can, a better option. Him, for him, coach, that, but that's him. the bare minimum though. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's the bare minimum I'll accept. For my guy. All right. That's fine. I'm here giving you options. I mean, he's he's well-respected around the league. You saw what happened at Madison Square Garden. There were Let's Go Heat chants, number one, which I was not expecting. And he had a great, a great reception at Madison Square Garden. Mello was in attendance, which I thought he was going to get the uh, the Dwayne Wade jersey. Turned out it ended up going to Tim Hardaway Jr., which I also understand. Tim Hardaway, uh, a Heat legend, so I could understand why. And Tim Hardaway Jr., also from... Uh, from Miami, by the way. Yes, um, but yeah, I was kind. I, I was. Ex- yeah, I was expecting uh, a kind of like a Jason Williams kind of deal, <laughs> where he, Jason Williams would come out, or Melo would come out with like his. Jer- I don't know what jersey he would use. Would it be a Nuggets jersey, a Hawks extra? jersey? I'm getting, yeah. the most. <laughs> yeah. Maybe a, maybe the a most, Bulls jersey. Yeah, maybe. maybe the most recent. They both play for the Bulls. There we go. Or we're on the roster. <laughs> or he better just play his Syracuse jersey. Or just stick with that. Just an NBA, just basic. Jersey. That's his best bet. <laughs> and see, this is this is what I won't allow because I respect D Wade. And and fun fact: first NBA game I ever went to, his mm-hmm. rookie year. Against the Wizards, Sorry. my hometown, he killed us. Yeah, but that was the did. first game I ever been to. I is that why D-Wade. you're so mad? At no, 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 no. I love D-Wade. I just <laughs> I want to get that clear. But if you guys are going to sit up here and defend his honor, what we're not going to do is disrespect Carmelo Anthony. Listen, D-Wade never really took seasons off. That's like, true. His effort on the court was always there pretty much. Wow. So now you're questioning this man's effort. Okay. You know what? I don't, I don't, you, are you telling me Melo showed full effort in every game he played? There are very few NBA players that show full effort in every game they play. Well, we're comparing him and D-Wade, right? So you're saying that D-Wade has never taken a playoff? I think he has, <laughs> not that I've seen. <laughs> I, all right, as, a, as a Heat fan, I will say there, are, there have been some times where he's, he may have complained about a call on the offensive end and may have been a little slow getting back, especially uh, in his prime to later prime years. Uh, so I can't I can't necessarily say that. But then again, though, I feel like he's well respected on both ends of the floor in a way that Carmelo Anthony really wasn't. Yeah. Okay. Do you guys and he, and he's he's made teams better too. That's also true. I feel and, like and he, won championships. Yeah. And he's taken a, a back seat to other superstars in order for the team to get better. Right. Even when he that better player be, and a better teammate. Right. So and he's done that multiple times. So I don't think like if Carmelo did something like that, I would have way more respect than I do for him. So we're just gonna disrespect the guy because, in his mind, he's not a a, a bench player. He's not he's not a he's not a six man. And well, because of that, we're just gonna we're allowed to disrespect him. 
We were having a conversation before the podcast even started about how John oh, respects <laughs> Jason Williams' game more than Carmelo Anthony's game. I still do, man. What, could, you, could you get into that a little bit? I don't know. I think, I think Jason Williams, now looking back to when I was younger, he was a lot more exciting than what, what Melo did. <laughs> yeah, I to me I I agree. I agree. The way that that Jason Williams played the game it was creative. It was fun. You you tuned in to see what kind of crazy pass he'd be doing, you know, uh every game. You know, those like a little elbow behind the back kind of uh kind of passes. It was it was creative. It was nice. And Carmelo Anthony's always been a really good scorer. No one can take that away from him. One of the most prolific scorers I think of this uh of this generation. Uh but to me, I mean, how many ways can you can you shoot a, a three-pointer? Right or a mid-range jumper. Yeah. I mean, he can finish around the rim. Don't get me wrong, but like there are people who in that generation who finish around the rim better than Carmelo Anthony does, and they're more prolific around the rim than Carmelo Anthony is, and people who are better shooters than Carmelo Anthony was. But at the time that Jason Williams was throwing those passes around, no one else was doing that. Yeah. So, and just I'm, I'm all about understanding because that's what we're here for to understand each other. Yeah. So you are telling me that you have more respect for Jason Williams. Who I love, and you know he he's he's from the area out here in Florida, so got to meet the guy before, seen him play in person. He, Jason Williams is a stud. I understand that, but you have more respect for Jason Williams, ten point five points per game, five point nine assists per game. Than you <laughs> yeah, but you, that's what you were doing the whole time I was talking. Oh, was I know, I, 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 and I understand that you like the thrill, you like the flash. So what I've done is I went ahead and pulled up the Globetrotter roster as well. So that's what excites us. I got some more players for you guys to respect more than Carmelo. If that's all it takes, yeah, it's a, but, it's a thrill. Yeah, <laughs> but if we're we're talking about Jason Williams and we're talking about Carmelo, Anthony. yeah, Jason Williams wasn't playing against the uh, the Washington Generals. Okay, he was playing against right. NBA so talent. Are, he was so doing are, crazy stuff. So you guys are seriously. And at, when I first when we first got on this topic, I thought it was like a, I thought you were trying to prove a point, and you're and you're upsetting. For Carmelo Anthony, you really believe you really have more respect for Jason Williams' game than you have for Carmelo no, Anthony. No, see what I think you, <laughs> I think what you think I'm saying is that I think Jason Williams is better than Carmelo Anthony because that's the only reason why you would pull up stats to compare it. <laughs> I, what I'm saying is if we took Melo's highlights and we took Jason Williams' highlights, I would be more excited to watch Jason Williams' highlights. Correct. I still disagree. I still disagree. Why? How much I think of you Jason Williams have you watched? A lot. I've the behind. There's plenty of his. Listen, he is a flashy player, bar none. I understand how mm-hmm. flashy he is the way his creativity on the court and the things that he's able to do is like things that you would see someone practicing by themselves. I understand that, but you're forgetting how easily Carmelo Anthony scores the basketball. But he wasn't. There was a there was a time where we would where there, the argument was literally who scores easier. Carmelo Anthony or Kevin Durant. Like, let's not forget, I understand he's had some bad years as of late. He's had some selfish years as of late. But let's not forget how great Carmelo Anthony was. And I just feel like you guys are being a little disrespectful. I I think that you're, you're using this argument to kind of push your forwards or people to narrative. And (laughs) Carmelo Anthony wasn't doing anything that no other top scorer was doing. I think the moves that Jason Williams was doing, nobody else in the NBA was doing at that time. So, so nobody else was doing passes off that elbow, no look passes like that. And Melo is just a great scorer, but everybody else has we've seen the story before with Melo. So in your and eyes, he, White Chocolate is the most exciting player to ever watch. 
Highlights wise, I didn't say. No, wise. I didn't say. Well, that. would he be on your top five of like players all time? Yeah, no, not all time. Better than Melo though. <laughs> but, this is, but this is what I'm saying. And, and now think about this though. You're saying that the reason why he's on the reason why he's higher than Melo is because he does things that no other player has I'm done. I'm talking about. So if strictly, that's the case, he should still he should be a lot higher than a lot of other players as well. I'm talking strictly entertainment value, right? I, I can strictly that. like and and also not only entertainment value, but I think that Jason Williams makes your team better as an individual than Carmelo Anthony does. Man, Possibly. I love podcasts, but I would love if people could like chime in and help me out here. Like, <laughs> I, I would love if we could get other people's views. Please, like, if when you hear this or, you know, if you're watching this, leave comments. Like, yeah. I'm very you tweet at, at, what is it, what's their Twitter handle? You can't uh? even name, like, a, <laughs> <laughs> can you name, like, a signature uh, mellow move? Like, something that you say, oh, oh, that's only mellow. Only mellow would do something like that. Crying as he's walking off the court in the first round of the playoffs? <laughs> Wow. It's like the disrespect is just like, the, isn't this like not I, the, under, I understand what we're doing here and I get it. It's it's fun. But it's not act it cannot you this, could right, you right, can we're, we're not gonna we're not gonna get anywhere on this on this topic. But last like, thing, like, all right, you, can, you can you can be a subpar player and still be more exciting than somebody who's very no, skilled. Definitely agree. I definitely agree with that. And that's that right there is a great way to save it. But I still, I like I, me watching some Carmelo Anthony shots and just wondering how he was able to get that shot off. How he was able to like, and he's not, he's not, he moves very nimble. Let's next. I know what it is. You're you're a forward. I'm a guard. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> that like, is I'm, I'm, looking at, I'm looking at us and I see why. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's what it is. I think it is. All right, well, transitioning. I know that. It's the week before Super Bowl, so it's not you know quite a uh, football week. Uh, but the Pro Bowl was this weekend. Uh, did you guys? Did you guys watch the Pro Bowl? The what? <laughs> yeah, me neither. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I feel bad because I I loved watching all of the like the skills competitions on on Instagram. The NFL put a bunch of stuff on Instagram about like you know Juju Smith Schuster out there catching like one handed balls and going through obstacle courses and stuff like that. And like seeing those guys who are like tremendous athletes do stuff that isn't football to me is cool. But like watching them play a watered down version of their sport where like they don't really want to hit each other, they're yeah. all just kind of goofing around. It to me isn't isn't really fun. So. I've got an idea for the Pro Bowl. Let's hear it. Okay? Because I think that Pro Bowl attendance has gone down. I think that Pro Bowl, I guess people watching it on TV has gone down. The the people tuning in, the audience on, on TV and, and even online on streaming has gone down. And I think that in order to recapture the audience, the audience should be able to call plays. Hear me out. <laughs> okay? <laughs> so... You know how, like, you guys have played Madden before, right? Yeah. Okay. So, you know how in Madden it gives you the three plays on offense, you know? And it'll say, oh, do you want to do, you know, uh, four verticals? Do you want to do, you know, flank or dig or whatever it is, right? And, like, or halfback draw, right? They'll give you the formation, yada, yada, yada. So, what if, okay, what if they gave that and using the power of technology gave the fans... A vote before every offensive play to choose what play they were going to run, and then by percentage points, that's who would be that's a, that's the play that they would run. Your thoughts? Now, I don't think it's a bad idea. Um, <laughs> Good, it's in, right, it's so. interesting. Uh, I'm very curious to see how many engage eights 
right. be called on the de- uh, by the defense. Right. Hail Marys. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, how much are we just gonna blitz? That's every how I play down? Madden. Though. I, I, honestly, like, would you be like necessarily? Mad? I mean, when you look at when you look at the home run derby in, in baseball, right? That's the equivalent of that is the hail mary in football, right? Kind of like when you when you're when you're a, when you're a casual fan, you want to see the big plays. Right, whether it's baseball, you want to see the the home runs. When it's football, you want to see the long bomb down the field. Who, uh, you know, uh, either whether it's wide open receiver or a covered receiver. You know, I think that if you're a fan, you know, of that team, you'd rather see the wide open receiver. But if you're, you want to see that cornerback versus wide receiver battle. If you're just a casual fan watching and seeing the the wide receiver come down with the ball in the end zone, that to me. Is cool, and I think that you know, even if they were to run, you know, sixteen hail marys in a row, <laughs> you'd find you wouldn't. It wouldn't be too hard to. Uh, I don't know. So what you're asking that. for is basically a game of five hundred. You want <laughs> Patrick Mahomes like to, just, to drop type. back and just yell mystery box and just lob that thing <laughs> yeah, over and see what I mean, it's interesting. I listen. I think something needs to happen. I don't think that's. I don't think that's the worst idea to, to save Thank the Pro you. Bowl. That's really I came <laughs> up with that all, uh, all but, yeah. But something definitely needs to happen. I would agree with you, and I I think that is nice to kind of get the interaction between the fans. Now, will it happen? I don't know. I'll definitely vote if it does. I'll tell you that much. That's what I'm saying. Like to me, like and it doesn't have to be. I'm, I'm exaggerating. It doesn't have to be every play. Yeah. But like maybe the, like yeah. a, like a third down. You know, like or every like. You know, fifth or sixth play or something like that. Like you take those four plays to kind of crowdsource what the fifth play is going to be. Yeah. Like kind of like when uh when they do the three point competition, like, kind of like the money ball. Yeah. Right. Something like that. Where like let's say for example, if the if the fans right they crowdsource this play, if the team scores on that play, it's worth double. That's interesting. That's interesting. Right. Like. Yeah, I think you're getting somewhere. Yeah, with that. I'm fleshing out this idea while we're talking. Like, about honestly, it. if you change the scoring, maybe that might make it more exciting. That's what I'm talking about. And like, let's say, for example, if you know, if you're doing offense versus like, so let's say, for example, right. And again, I'm just f- fleshing this out on the air here, right? Mm-hmm. You, you have an app, right? And it's the NFL Pro Bowl app, and you choose, you know, East or West or AFC, NFC, whoever they are doing the Pro Bowl these days. I think they stopped doing the conferences and they're just doing the pick 'em, whatever. Anyways, you pick whichever one you want or whatever team you represent. Let's say you're, a, you know, a Dolphins fan and you you go with the AFC, yeah. right? And then you know, whoever's, you know, if you're an, NF- an NFC fan, you stick with the NFC. So you're basically doing kind of like a crowd, you know, sourced plays. Right, and then at the end of the game, whichever team wins, whoever signed in for whichever team gets twenty five percent off their order at the NFL shop or something like that, where you're playing for something. I definitely think playing for something helps. We've seen that in the NBA All Star games. Right now, with the charities that they do, um, you know, it does help create a little bit more um, of a competitive edge. Right. However, I like, like I said, I like the idea. Uh, it's definitely going to like a video, video game arcade type style. Kinda, yeah. I mean, if that's the case, though, we should also throw out some hot spots where if a quarterback throws from this area on <laughs> in the pocket, <laughs> like the money zone, you know, like, like it's more points, or if you catch a pass at this point, like maybe I don't know what needs to happen. Something needs to happen because well, it's just not as fun. What do you think about flag football? Like I think that. Has some value to it if they switch to that because you know your your main concern if you're if you're um, a franchise player is injuries. Right. So I think that would eliminate that 
not completely, but right. But I mean, they're basically playing two hand touch out there as it is. So I might as well just make it the whole thing flag and make it like a seven on seven. Yeah, you know, and just have the offensive lineman actually. What if we had the offensive linemen also participate in the seven on seven as receivers and DBs? I think it'd be good. And like the <laughs> like this this may sound weird or funny, but like if you took all the pads and the helmets off the players, they're more personable to those fans that always look up to them. So if you do something like flag football and they get to see their favorite players face out there. Right. Like it gets that. facial recognition a little bit more. I think that has something. Yeah. I think that has something to it, even for like the casual fan. Sure. So I don't think it's a completely bad idea, but they definitely need to. I like flag as well because I think what you could then do is kind of make it like tournament style because uh, you mm-hmm. can go with some of the other quarterbacks. You can have instead of having two teams, we could even split it up and make it four teams and make it into a weekend thing where we divvy it up a little bit. Maybe yeah. you only have three linemen per each team. Sure. Uh, maybe you separate the wide receivers as well, turn it into a full tournament for the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, that would allow them to compete a little bit more. We don't have them on the field as much uh, so to kind of avoid from injuries, sure. to your point, still get the face recognition in there. If we're talking about flag football, big shout out to the homie Darius Davis. Uh, a friend of mine <laughs> plays a lot of flag football with me, plays a little basketball with me as well. He actually participated in the celebrity Flag football game. Did it took really? place before. Yes, the kids. Are, the kids are athlete. Yeah. So I just want to you know a little little plug in. I just want to shout my boy out. Congratulations <laughs> uh, out there. Get to play with some of the greats. So there That's we go. Cool. Thought That's I'd plug cool. them. I just I just wish that the Pro Bowl had more relevancy. You yeah. know, because football is you know the most popular sport in America. You know, it's when you look at the TV ratings, at least. You know the t- regular TV uh, or regular football games pass so many of these playoff games for basketball, for hockey, for baseball. When you look at the, the top five most watched football game, or uh, sorry, top five most watched just TV programs of all time, I think three or four of them are football games. It's incredible how many people tune in just to watch big football games. Whether it's you know obviously I mean Patriots Chiefs was a was a really big one, you know so I. To me, I think that the NFL would be better served to make the Pro Bowl more relevant. Now, obviously, the baseball all-star game has it adds relevancy by making it so that way whoever is the victor in the American League versus the National League, that's who ends up hosting you know, the Game 7 or whatever of the World Series. Right. And that's the benefit of having, first off, a non, uh, really a non-contact sport. So yeah, you can you can have the All Star game in the middle of the season and no one's really complaining about it. Um, same thing with basketball, but I don't think basketball does really anything like that when it comes to the East versus West and uh, home court advantage. Mm-mm. But you can't really do that with football because you're not going to stop you know in the middle of like you know between weeks eight and weeks nine just like stop. All right, guys, we're just going to have a real quick flag football game. <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't that wouldn't happen. It wouldn't it wouldn't go over well either. I mean, like you said, I think the injuries is the biggest thing when it comes. I, I've I've seen people on uh, social media even talk about. Having Madden be the uh, Pro Bowl game, where, really? Just yeah, where every <laughs> every player would represent themselves or control themselves in a game of Madden. Uh, I don't know who's that good at the game, but right. I, I, once again, I would any change. I would be I mean, interested to watch. Now, I'd be interested to see that if we were able to take because I mean, I'm I'm kind of a video games guy. I like video games. I, I know I've played video games with you a little bit, Bubby. For me. I like the direction that video games are going in like a virtual reality standpoint. And if we could make it so that way, you know, they put a lot of, of dollars and, and research and development into creating a VR version 
of Madden where in the Pro Bowl you can have these guys out there using like the Madden engine, you know, whatever the game software is and having the players put on some sort of virtual reality stuff and have them play their position in a virtual way. Look at you forward thinking. I'm just saying, like, I mean, of course, this is, you know, maybe five, ten years out, you know, because virtual reality isn't necessarily right there just yet, you know, where you can put on a, a major event or something like that at this point with the way the technology is. But I think we're closer now than we've ever been, obviously. So maybe something to look forward to having these guys. So that way they they can apply their intelligence when it comes to playing the game and they can apply their athleticism. I don't know how much that athleticism can really carry on on a virtual field. But yeah, you'd have to definitely put all their stats in and stuff right. like that. You know, whatever the valuation is, according to, to Madden um, and have them go out there and, and play the game in a virtual setting so it eliminates the the injuries and stuff like that who knows maybe that's something that that we can see in the future and i think at least the first uh, year would be really cool however that goes will determine how popular it is going forward um but i think that that's something that i mean I'll, I'll, you see more and more often these athletes not only play the you know their own sport but they're big video game guys Oh, yeah. The amount of, I mean, Juju Smith-Schuster is like the world's biggest Fortnite advocate. <laughs> you know, he loves it. Um, I know uh, Baker Mayfield just had a tweet the other day that he was going to play, I can't remember whether it was PUBG or whatever it was, but he's like, all right, I'm going to go get lost in this game for a few weeks or whatever yeah. it was, you know? And, and so I don't think, especially this new generation that really plays video games more so than I think any other generation of athlete has played who knows maybe that's something that you know we can look forward to as a as a fan base where they can go out there and, and give it their all on a, maybe a virtual field uh, and kind of come in you know with a little intermediary between the sports world and the video game world like i said i'm i'm open for change i definitely want to see something so i it's I, just I so boring yeah. <laughs> it's so boring i mean and and i know they try to spice it up by having like mike evans play like safety or corner or whatever it was and you know start playing you know basically backyard football with saquon also back there and they're pitching into each other on a on an interception return ezekiel elliott taking yeah. snaps <laughs> exactly and into and, and alvin camaro's out there playing defensive end i think i saw that too it was i but mean as a defensive player if you don't reward me that same opportunity yeah. on offense right. i am now insulted because <laughs> not only did you already get to play your turn on offense right. you're taking snaps away well, from me well, you know what they say about uh, they say the cornerbacks are basically just wide receivers without good hands. That's, we'll, so. give me, we'll give them a chance to go out there and improve the yeah, improve the stereotype. Right wrong, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> to me, I just you know it's just such a boring a boring game because the guys are, are out there. Obviously, I mean you can't fault them for wanting to to preserve their bodies. You know, you saw. I mean, even they're they're even taking some of this you know self preservation into account when it comes to regular season games. You know, with with Earl Thomas, you saw how you know he held out for a couple of weeks and then came back and, and broke his his leg, was it? And you think about how sad that is for for him, and how he had to kind of sacrifice the money he's going to be making going forward because he decided to play, you know, even you know an abbreviated season in a contract year without having a solid deal. And so you can't expect those guys to go out there during the Pro Bowl. Where, of you know, I mean, I'm sure they all love charity and they all contribute to their own charities and foundations, but to expect that they're going to put their, their bodies and, and their, their family's meal tickets on the line for, you know, a $10,000 to charity game, I just I just don't see the, the reasoning behind why they would try at all. Flag football, man. And <laughs> Brady said it best. They play for uh, rings. 
<laughs> God, I'm name. just, <laughs> I'm just so sick of Tom Brady, man. Are you really? I just, I get every time I hear something in the news about it, I'm just like, again, this guy, really, just, just the underdog mentality. Oh, we're still here. <laughs> okay, no we one noticed. Is, yeah. People thought you were going to be there at the beginning of the season. Yeah, you look kind of bad at the, in the middle of the season, but you can't. When you lose to the Titans on the road and you lose to, you know, the the. The Lions on the road. You and go don't, and say the other team that you lost to. They also lost to the Dolphins on the road. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's exactly. I'm going to say it. Thank you. Thank you. You say the best for last. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know, you can't, you can't fault people who are looking for sports stories to write stories about, hey, like maybe this team isn't, you know, the world beater that they were, you know, for the last 15, 20 years. And all of a sudden, like, the, you know, Boston media treats it and, and even the, you know, the... The Patriots team themselves treated as you know the biggest underdog story of of the year. <laughs> you're like, come on, like you're not the no. underdog. You've never been the underdog. <laughs> it's insane. I, I think as long as he keeps a jersey on, Tom Brady will never be a true underdog, in my opinion. Even if he loses this year, which I called he will, I'm sticking to that. Yeah, episode two. I got the sticky note. <laughs> I forgot the scores, but I got the sticky. Yeah, note. I, re- I remember. I don't remember the exact score, but I'm sticking to whatever it is. I'm sticking to it. All right. I'm, I'm not going to rehash our, our predictions. We want to see it. We want to see it happen. <laughs> I don't know. I just, to me, I just find it so grating to me. I mean, it might just be the fact that I'm a Miami fan that, that these guys, like, they try to come out here and, and pretend like they're this underdog when it's like, you've been dominant for the last 20 years. <laughs> Like, don't sit there and, and complain that you're the, you're the underdog in one game, and all of a sudden the whole world is against you. Come on. The Boston, as as a city, has had the best run of any sports city probably in the history of sports as as an entity, as, as being as big as it is. When Boston, talk, New York, L.A. I would say those are the top three. But even then, did you, did you see the dominance from every single major sport that Boston has had? The last basketball championship they won was 2008. And that's that's the longest drought that they've had in one sport. They won in 2012 in the uh, in the Stanley Cup. They won, I think, two Stanley Cups in the last ten years. You talk about the Patriots, who have won five Super Bowls, obviously, yeah. um, in the last twenty, and I think three or four in the last ten. Red Sox. The Red Sox, who just won this year. They, I, I'm sorry, I'm just so I'm tired of just the Boston market. <laughs> Base, not the restaurant. Not the restaurant. I like Boston Market. <laughs> They're delicious. <Wow. laughs> I, I caught myself as soon as I said it too. But I'm so I'm just so tired of that of that area and that fan base saying, "Oh, you know, no one believes in us." Like, what are you talking about? You've been the favorite <laughs> in every sport at least once in the last ten years. Well, you you know what I say. I think it's your your guys's fault. Don't you, you being the Dolphins, me and along with the Jets and who else? The Bills. Yeah. Because, but at least the Dolphins go 500 with them every year. Yeah, well, the Jets also, because that's the reason why the Patriots are getting home advantage every single time. They, <laughs> I mean, there was like a there was like a stat line that they were like 100 and like I want to say 101 plus point differential on the season. And when it comes to in division games, they're plus 100. Who is on the season? The Patriots. Oh. So like all like all but one of those 101 points that they've scored more than their opponents on the season, their point differential, has been scored inside the division. (laughs) (laughs) They've got a plus one point differential across all the other teams they've played this season. We figured it out. It's really their division. (laughs) 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 But at least we beat them once. Like, honestly, they need to shuffle up these teams. We we, we break it up. Put you guys one and every other. Well, I've been been saying this for years, that they need to do some restructuring with, with just... 
the NFL and how it determines the divisions. Don't get me wrong. I love hating the Jets. I love hating the Patriots, and I love hating the Bills. But wouldn't it make more sense for like the Dolphins, the Jaguars, uh, the Bucks? No, the Bucks are NFC. I would keep the conferences, but you can you can make Indianapolis and like. In well, Tennessee, or even um, Houston. But based off being, of that, I feel like they, they would have to shuffle everything then. No, if you're going to shuffle the divisions, I feel like you would have to shuffle the conferences as well. You think so? Yeah, because it, does, it doesn't make sense that... it doesn't To me, it, it, it doesn't make sense that I can travel this far to a team. But yet, <laughs> like for instance, my freshman year in college, mm-hmm. NJIT, New Jersey Institute of Technology, the conference we played in, the Great West. Doesn't make sense whatsoever. <laughs> I didn't think about the like, Wait, what? yeah. Oh, what? It doesn't. It doesn't make sense whatsoever. Uh, they're in a different conference the Great now, but West. yeah. But to that point, it just does. ACC went through a similar thing. Right. The Big East. You know. Yeah. You you have just because you've always done something a certain type of way. Right. Doesn't mean that you keep doing it. Right. No, I agree. So I, I mean I, that just makes sense to me is keeping the NFC maybe on the East Coast and the AFC. No, Midwest I wouldn't and West see. Coast. I don't. I don't think football needs to be split up into east and west because there aren't enough teams out west to justify having like a western. But that's why I would include Midwest as Midwest. well. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you could get enough because think about it. But New Orleans isn't west. I mean, it isn't. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying we change the name to East Coast <laughs> yeah, and West no, Coast. I know. I'm saying that's I'm how we saying... group it because it would probably make it better for the travel on the NFL yeah. players. Now imagine if if for a conference game like you know playing in Florida Southern, we talked about you know. Our conference was, I mean, you could go 45 minutes to play a team. That's right. great because it's not really, I mean, although it's an away game because their crowd is there, right. your body physically doesn't feel like an away game because no. I didn't have to sit on a bus or I didn't have to sit on exactly. an airplane. And you it, have fans that are pretty mobile. Can also. travel yeah. and go see. Right. I feel like if you gave if you gave that opportunity, maybe we get to see the players play more. Maybe this right. this is these are things that but we now, need to improve. Now, will I don't think teams would go for that. Though in that regard, because there is something to be said about home field advantage, because you know Vegas says the 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 default home field advantage is gives you three points, right? Speaking of betting, right? So there is something to be said about having if it if it's harder for opposing teams to come to your stadium, that makes your home field advantage better. It makes it more difficult for, you know, the offense to run, especially like in, in pressure situations like third and long or like, you know, deep into the fourth quarter, if they're down, you know, the the crowd gets loud, you know, and if the, that's why the Super Bowls play it on, on a neutral site. So that way it makes right. it more difficult or it, it takes out the fan home field advantage you know, from from the equation. So we'll raise season tickets because <laughs> now I want to make sure that I'm able to give that home court that home field advantage. So that could that could possibly raise the ticket sales. Mm. I think you can't. There's listen. There always has to be change. If you're not trying to no, get better, you're going to get stale. And that's. I mean, we just. I don't right. know how how much of this podcast did we spend talking about how the the Pro Bowl needs to improve. Yeah, you're right. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I don't know. That's just that's my take on it. I would like to see a little a little shuffle. I also would like Maybe to see stop Tom shuffle. Brady because you I'm, guys can't do it. <laughs> I'm telling you, we, the Dolphins have the best winning percentage against the Patriots of any team in the NFL. Okay, Don't, which is still horribly low. It is, <laughs> but that's just because they're really good. Okay, don't blame us for them being really good. We try. Okay, we uh, shoot. There, there, there are seasons where we're like six and ten on the season, and we still end up splitting with the Patriots. Okay, solid man. It's solid. not my fault. Blame the Jets. Blame the Bills. Okay, don't come at my team like that, man. It's it's disrespectful. You guys only like thirty three point 
thirty percent responsible for that. So, no, I would say it's less. Okay, God, John, I hate you. Anyways, uh, that's all I got. You guys got anything else? Yeah, Super Bowl is coming up. So, um, if you guys do want to bet on the game, let me know. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna. Wow, that's very legal. <laughs> Yeah, I don't even know if you can you do that. You have no respect for, for our podcast. For fun. No one's going to hear us. Yeah for, yeah, for fun. If you want like to bet John for fun. That's what the edit is for, man. <laughs> we don't have to keep that in. <laughs> well, since we're editing things out, if you are in the Lakeland area, John Williams throws an amazing Super Bowl party. If you would like to stop by, if you want some chips, some queso. Um, he does you know, put out a good spread for the Super Bowl. A great Bowl. environment. Uh, his dog, you know, Kobe's going to be there. Sweet pop, yeah. There's there's an opportunity. Get get a chance to meet the guys behind the mic. I think if you go to uh, eventbrite.com. <laughs> Catch the party on there. Oh, we're on Facebook. We're more sophisticated. So. Yeah, you think so? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Just throwing that out there for all, for all, all the fans. What's, what's, Listen, the, what's you... the admission at this uh, this year? No admission. All all are welcome. No admission. Wow. Just just bring just bring something. Bring myself. Bring a dish. Bring Bag your favorite ice. dish. Yeah. I'll bring myself and my positivity. <laughs> Listen, all are welcome. Not everybody has somebody to watch the game with. So if you are in the Lakeland area and you do need somewhere to go, so you can come by. Yeah. Wow. Tweet, tweet first and then. Uh... I'll give you Bubby's number and you can uh, text him. <laughs> To get the address. And yeah, everything. do we have Bubby's number so we can put it in the podcast real quick? Just hey, so it was know. a wonderful podcast. Podcast number three. Time to wrap <laughs> it on up. <laughs> All right. On that note, we'll end it right there. For Somewhat Sports, I'm John Dennis. I'm Bubby Johnson. I'm John Williams. Thank you so much for listening to episode number three. Episode four coming at you next week post-Super Bowl. Hope to see you here.